Welcome to Mike Cooley Radio. Let's get it, because we going to get it in. What's good, everybody? Hope everybody having a blessed, blessed day, and everybody is staying safe. Please subscribe to Mike Cooley Radio. Please follow Mike Cooley Radio and listen to Mike Cooley Radio on Apple Podcasts, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on all platforms. Please listen to Mike Cooley Radio. Please go to YouTube and follow Mike Cooley. Just put in Mike Cooley and follow me and you'll see my picture. Push subscribe and you'll be able to follow videos and stuff that I'm doing in the industry and everything that I'm doing. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Just put in my name and follow and you shall see. Thank you for listening. And today we're going to have a great, great segment. Um, Today... We're going to talk about sports on this segment. So if you ain't into sports, this might not be a segment for you. But if you're into sports, this will be a segment for you to listen to. This segment I'm going to be talking about is Colorado Buffaloes. Yes, the Colorado Buffalo, Deion Sanders team, they had, um, I believe they went 4-8. and eight. I believe um, they ended the season 4-8. and eight. And um, I'm just going to give you my input on their season and how I felt about it. Um, if you listen to what I said before about uh, the other segment about Dion and stuff, I said some things that was clear. Um, I said that the deal um, at the beginning of the season, I said I like what I'm seeing, but I see some holes that I didn't like. And you know, this was back when they played TCU. Um, I said I didn't like. I did the defense is a little, you know. I didn't, uh, you know, the defense they bend a, a lot, you know. What I mean, giving up too many yards, um, giving up too many touchdowns. Um, you know, Shador and them put up a lot of points in a lot of these games. All right, Shador did. He put up a lot of points, and for them to put up all these points in each game, and the defense didn't held their own. You know, it keeps some of them, keep some of these touchdowns. And keeps these scores low. It it kind of it, it hurt the offense too. I think it put a lot of pressure on the offense, a lot on that online, because the online just wasn't great. The D line wasn't great. It was you know it was just it's just things that Dion has to fix. And I know Dion said he's gonna fix these things, and 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 and, and stuff like that. And I believe Dion will. I think certain mistakes happen, and I'm gonna tell you certain of the mistakes I thought that happened. I'm gonna give you more detail. When Dion started bringing, you know, all these celebrities out and all that stuff, I think that steamed up a lot of um, college teams. I really do. I really believe that the college teams start saying, start looking like, oh, okay, and they just start targeting Colorado and trying to beat them every chance they can get just to prove a point, right? When you have celebrities coming out and, 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 and you know, Lil Wayne rapping through the tunnel and you got The Rock down there. You even got The Rock, you know what I mean? The Rock down there. Come on now. Dwayne The Rock Johnson down there. Is that something? You got, you got, man, you got all type of, it was like a BET celebrities uh, Music Awards down there. It was just so, it was so many celebrities down there on the sideline, man. And I think, those kids, it could I think, could have overwhelmed them kids because they still kids at the end of the day. Even though they college, they grown. I get it. They're getting they up there, but they still, some people are not ready for that type of pressure. And I think that 
those things came in later on. I think they were focused at the beginning, but I think those distractions started to, to weigh in, right? Talking, you know, stuff like that. The press was coming in. It was a lot of attention on, on Colorado and stuff at the, on the first few games. Then when they started losing, it got quiet. You know, you didn't see so much. You know, you, yeah, the media still was, you know, um, you know, you know, giving some content to it. Wasn't going out there, you know, um, you, know you know, like they was going out there, like ESPN and, and other places was going out there, you know, doing highlight, you know, talking about it, you know, having Stephen A. Smith and them out there live and they all having these interactions, right? So, um, then Deion said some things that I felt that kind of, I felt like the team gave up at the end, to be honest with you, like, they just like, they just had... Like, I don't know, just like the passion went out. Um, the old line just got even worse, man. And, and put poor Shador out. And, and you know, it hurt. It got him getting, you know, injections and stuff in his arms and, and, and stuff. Trying to stay in. It's trying to stay in the game and trying to do what he has to do. And I just think that, to be honest with you, Dion was saying we're going to make some changes so early. I think the team might have felt something about that. That's how I feel. I feel that the team probably felt a certain way about that. Um, yeah, if you're gonna sit back and say in a press conference that we, you know, we're a few dogs away, we got some people in the locker room <laughs> that are not there, and Dion's being honest because Dion, this is how Dion feels. But it could rub people the wrong way in the locker room because they might be thinking in their mind a certain way because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes in those locker rooms and what these kids be feeling because a lot of these kids don't get interviewed on how they like it with Dion, right? I I haven't heard no kids sit back, even at Jackson, even when he was at Jackson State. I mean, we haven't really had no interviews with kids and, 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 and talk about their experience of how Deion coaches, right? So, um, I just felt like they just kind of gave up at the end. Um, they just, they just didn't have it. And so hopefully Deion going into this portal and, and, and you know, it's a college portal and hopefully he can go in there and get some, try to get some people to come in and, and, and and dedicate to his program and and put them in position to be successful. Um, but then they saying something about the NIL deals where, you know, a lot of these kids want to get NIL deals and stuff, and it's not so many at Colorado or something like that. And so a lot of people are not going to commit to Colorado. That'll be hard for um, Deion Sanders if he can't get people to commit to Colorado. But I believe he can. It's Deion Sanders, man. This is the, the you know the best football player I believe in in, in, in in football history it's just me um personally you know what I mean I'm talking about just on a a person that can just understand the game of football um uh, play multiple positions he played wide receiver at a time he kick off return you know what I mean played DB you know so he was very impressive in, in, um on the football field not just on the football field, just in sports in general, in baseball. He even played basketball at, at a high level at a time. So this Dion is just an all-around player. And um, even though I know his talents are not the kids' talent, but he still can teach at a high level, and he has won 
at, at every level he has won. And so we're going to make sure that we give him the benefit of the doubt that he'll be able to change this team next season. And um, I was going through some stuff. You know, I go through stuff on YouTube or I go through stuff on different sites and I listen to people talk. You know, Dr. Omar is one of people that if you guys listen to me, I put a lot of his stuff on my own clips because I really like his his thoughts on a lot of things. Um, I know a lot of people might have their own opinions. That's their opinions about Dr. Omar Johnson. But for me, I like his thoughts and his mindset on how he thinks on a certain situation. So I want you guys to listen to what he said because he said something similar to what I was saying um, about Dion, about, you know, the team um, actually, you know, um, giving up, you know, not, you know, giving up on them. So I want you guys to, I want you guys to, I actually want you guys to listen to this and um, tell me what you guys think, all right? Give me one second to get it all ready for you and then I'll let you listen to him and then you guys can, I'll come back and give you my opinion. How you feel about the situation that's going on right now in Colorado with Deion Sanders? Well, Deion Sanders, to begin with, is one of my favorite uh, NFL players of all time. Uh, Randall Cunningham, former quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, he would be number one all time. And Deion might be right behind him or not too far after that. Um, I took issue with him leaving Jackson State because I saw the bigger picture. I saw how a man of his caliber, with his cachet, with his history, his notoriety, I really believe Deion Sanders could have led a major financial revolution for HBCUs by way of the athletic programs that could have given Black America the opportunity to win our athletes back to our black colleges so they could build revenue for us as opposed to building revenue for all of these predominantly white universities who have a very small percentage of black students on campus, most of whom are athletes and who graduate an extremely small percentage of the black athletes that they do manage to bring to these white college campuses. So I was very disappointed that Dion gave that up. And I also believe that there might have been some systemic influence upon the offer he got from Colorado, because I really do think that the white power structure stood back and they looked at the threat Dion posed to the success and the financial wherewithal of the PWI had he been able to continue to take top athletes from D1 and bring them on over to the HBCUs, many of which are D1 as well. But I think they were very afraid that Dion could have begun to undermine the multi-billion dollar PWI black high school student to white college pipeline. And I think that a decision was made that we need to uh, offer Deion Sanders the opportunity to coach at a white school. Because if you look at it, they gave him one of the worst white schools in terms of their record. They had only won one game the previous year. And they sent him to a white college that has only 2% black students and in a town that only has 1% black people. So they literally sent him 
from a predominantly black city, Jackson, Mississippi, predominantly black HBCU, and sent him to the total opposite side of the spectrum. All white college in an all white town, Boulder, Colorado. I believe they were making a statement by doing that. And I believe that his decision to leave Jackson State undermined the rumor that white people often have about blacks and that is we all have a price no matter how much they claim they are committed to the best interests of their own community if you come up with the right price i don't care who it is you can pay them to work against the best interests of their community so i was very crushed by that now putting that on the back burner i have to say this he's still a black man and although I didn't agree with his decision, I'm still going to support him where he is. And I believe that Deion Sanders is being targeted. I believe his son is being targeted. And I was a little disappointed in the statement he made post-game after this most recent loss when they asked him about the offensive line. And he said, we got to get a new line or something to that effect. He basically said, we're getting rid of the guys we have and we're going to get some new folks. You can't say that when you got four games left on the season. Because if you're telling these guys who already are not playing well that you will not be here next year, what motivation do they have to protect your son? So I understand as a father, I have two daughters, I don't have sons, but I understand as a father how he could feel if his son is getting beat up on, because that young man, Shador Sanders, he's special. He's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, if not better. He is going to make history in the NFL. So obviously there's a concern about his health and his longevity because he's not the bulkiest of quarterbacks. So I can understand as a father, he's hurting and he's concerned about his son because the blocking in that last game, it was horrific, brother. You saw it. I saw the, he could only hold the ball for two seconds. I was literally counting. Two seconds. And he had to get rid of the ball. There were plays where I saw defenders shoot straight through the line and nobody even touched them. Now, now, if you remember when they lost the previous game, I made a comment. I said, Dion and Shador, because I want them to be successful. I didn't agree with the move, but now you're there. I want you to win. They have to be careful not to be so focused on their celebrity that they're losing the rest of the team. Someone said, and I don't know if this is true, allegedly at halftime of the second to last game they played, someone tweeted out, posted something from Shador involving his watch or his endorsements, something non-football related was posted on one of Shador's pages halftime of the game. Now you're up 29-0. 29-0. You have somebody post whatever they posted about something that had nothing to do with football where you should have been focused on the game. Am I to believe that there's no chance at all that the reason they lost that game is because some people stopped playing? Because they felt disrespected and insulted that here we are as a team, you are our quarterback and our leader, and you have the audacity 
to check out of the game at halftime and worry about posting something on your social media. Did that have anything to do with them losing that game? We will never know. I believe it did. I believe it did. And I believe the play of the offensive line of this last game clearly shows that some of those young men on that team, because after all, these are children. Yes, they're big and masculine, but they're children. They're not fully developed into the minds of men yet. They're babies. So something is telling me that there is some psychological fatigue. There is some emotional fatigue. And let's be honest now. You're playing for Deion Sanders. You have more pressure on you than any other team in the NCAA. It doesn't matter y'all only won one game last year. That's Deion Sanders. So every time they take the field, they have to deal with the pressure of playing for Coach Prime. Nobody is going to tell me, being someone who studied the mind of children and adults my whole life, my doctorate is in clinical psychology. Nobody's going to tell me that that isn't beginning to wear at the morale of the team. I think Shador and Dion need to dial out of all of the endorsements and all of the hype in the hoopla, dial back into this team. I think they need to have a sit down. Listen, fellas, we apologize if y'all feel we was spending too much time on our own careers, our own endorsements, the expansion of our own brand. We are a team. We win and we lose together. Let's go hang out together. Let's go, you know, have a meal together. Start doing some team building activities. Group psychology is a real thing. And one of the fundamentals of group psychology, once you lose one teammate, that sour energy it is infectious. And so now other teammates are beginning to check out. And before you know it, you've lost the entire team. So I need Shador and Dion to, to tap back into a group psychology perspective and rally these boys around his team, get their emotional and psychological buy-in and finish the season in a strong way. If they do that, they will be fine, okay? If they end the season four and eight, that's not going to look good at all. He's still going to rebound next year because he's Deion Sanders. But none of us know how long we're here. None of us know how long you're going to have your son. Nobody knows how long you're going to be in the college ranks. He might take an NFL job. I do see that in Deion's future at some point. You really have to savor the moment. Savor the moment. Get those boys tied back in. Tell Shador to calm it down. Let's focus on the team. We only got four weeks to go. Endorsements, commercials, hype and hoopla, self-promotion. That can wait for four weeks. Let's win these last four games and end the season. So, you hear what Dr. Omar Johnson had to say. Now, he has his own opinions about certain things. The most part I wanted you guys to really hear was that, how the, how he felt about the team being, for you know, not, you know, not giving up, but like they were, like they, like they, they just gave, like, it, it, it wasn't no life in the team. Um... And that's what I want y'all to get out of that. Please follow Dr. Omar Johnson on YouTube. Follow him on all platforms, his, all his platforms. Uh, he, he be really having a lot of things he has to say and stuff. And um, a lot of it is great, great information. So please follow. But all I want to say is 
on the situation is give me one second here Dion and them are going to have to regroup they're going to have to regroup this is my final take on it they're going to have to regroup and and really focus on winning football games. I believe they will. I believe Dion will go and he'll get the team. We're going to see how they look next year. It's going to be very interesting how they look next year. Now, if they look bad next year, it, it could be a problem. But we're going to see how he, how they look. Um, that was a, 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 a old clip. So they already lost for they lost the last four games. Um, but when Omar Johnson was talking about this, this was before the last four games of the season this is what he was speaking so they lost the last four so they 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 they, uh, they ended out four and eight not a great season at all but a pretty all right so you know i cannot really say it's not a great season because they only won one game last year he won four so and he brought in 80 something what 82 86 new players Dion did and stuff like that. So he had an okay season. And they were right into the games. They just had the defense could have just, you know, I think got more stops. That would have helped Shadour a lot. You know what I mean? I'm, I, defense got to help offense. That's just the way, that's football. If you know that online and them, you know, the online and them and stuff like that. And stuff like that. The defense got to make plays. Defense got to, you know, that's just the way it works. And so, I just felt like the defense could have stopped the bleeding if they would have stopped somebody. That's it. Stop somebody. Get some touch. They getting touchdown, touchdown, touch. That just put the offense more in pressure to have to make those type of plays to try to stay in the game. If they only make it, if they're only making 14 points, 9 points, 10 points, and your defense is solid like that, Shador, Shador and them can be, they, they don't, they can breathe a little bit. They calm it down. Okay, we, we got, if we don't get it right, the defense is going to make sure we good. They didn't have a run game. They didn't have anything. It, it, it was horrible. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that for Dion and the Colorado Buffaloes. I hope they season next year will be great. I support Dion and what he's trying to do and everything like that. So we'll see what he does. This is Mike Cooley Radio, and I'm out.